Hey everybody, this is Jimmy Smith. Welcome to another episode of the Biblical Business Leaders Podcast. Uh, today, excited to come at you today. I missed last week. I apologize for that. I uh, wanted to make sure that I brought you something of value. And this is something that that uh, I've actually had on a list to discuss for a little while. And for some reason, feel like now is the time to talk about it in terms of uh, what do you do in the times when you're going through struggles in your business, in your life, whatever it might be, or even in the times whenever you're going through great successes. And uh, I'm excited to go back to the Old Testament, go back to Deuteronomy. I'm going to actually read through a whole entire section of Deuteronomy, and uh, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Um, So let's start out with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just everyone that's on this podcast, listening to this episode and any of the other episodes that have been put out. I just pray that you bless their businesses, that you bless their families, that ultimately you bless their relationships with you, that you draw them near to you, that you you consistently remind them of who you are, and that they place you first in their lives and in their businesses moving forward. I pray that they can become the light shining for, for you to the rest of the world, and that everything they do is because you are directing their steps and guiding their path to whatever it is that you have planned for them in your perfect will. I praise you, Father. I thank you. And I pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay. So this one is uh, the section of the Bible that we're going to be discussing is Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 20. Uh, and it's titled, Remember the Lord Your God. Now, I did do a podcast episode a while ago about remember, and uh, it was one of my favorite ones uh, to, to have done just because it's all about remembering the things that God has done for us. But I wanted to talk about those times whenever you're going through either struggles in your life or in your business. And then ultimately, what happens in those times when you're just, everything's going well, everything's going right. And I think that this, uh, this section perfectly describes that. So I'm going to read through the whole thing. It's 20 verses. So uh, sit back and listen to it. And we will uh, kind of break it down as I, as I go along. Uh, but yeah, so Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 20. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord, your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, I'm going to stop real quick there. I, I find it really interesting that in Deuteronomy 8.3, it says, and he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna. So first, he made them hungry. First, he had them go through times where they couldn't rely on themselves. There was no food for them to eat in the desert. There was no, nothing that they could do to get food, to get sustenance. And so they had to rely on following God's commandments and on relying on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And that's when he fed them with manna. It was after they began to follow commandments while they were continuing to do that during those 40 years. Now let's keep going. Deuteronomy 8.4. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and by fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, 
of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. So I'm going to stop there again, and that's at, after verse 8 to 10. So first, he humbled them, let them hunger, and then he fed them with manna. And what he's leading them to at this point is essentially right paradise on earth, right? They're going to get all of their needs met. They're going to be rich. They're going to have food, all of these different resources that God is providing them for following his commandments, for listening to them. And he continues to warn them in the rest of this, uh, this section. So Deuteronomy 8.11. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. So again, right there in Deuteronomy 8.16, he might humble you and test you to do good in the end. There was God humbled the people of Israel so that they would learn to rely and depend on him so that when they came into this great time of, of just of harvest, of uh, more wealth, of being provided for abundantly, they, will, they would have had those 40 years in the desert of learning to solely rely on God and realize that all the things that they went through, their wealth didn't come from them. It came from God. And 8.17, Deuteronomy 8.17, beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. So I find it interesting that during those 40 years in the desert, while it, you know, to many people in that time, and you know, even people that read through the Bible today, sees that as punishment, sees that as, as a harsh time to go through, as something like, how could a, a loving God put people through such a terrible time of just walking in the desert for 40 years and having them only eat manna and different things that they had to go through? How could, how could a God do that? But God was preparing them in reliance and dependence on him and him alone so that they would know when they got to the promised land, that it wasn't by their power. It wasn't anything they did or anything they could have done to get, to get that land. They couldn't defeat the armies. They couldn't drive out the people of the land by their own power. They had to rely and depend on God first and move forward uh, into that land because God gave it to them, because God provided for them. So there's a couple things that I want to break down a little bit more from that verse. And I at least want to pull out from those verses. First and foremost, if you're going through difficult times, that might just be a time when God is placing you in that position so that you can learn to rely and depend on him more, right? If you've got something that you struggle with, whether 
uh, it's any kind of an addiction or it's weight or it's you have no money, whatever that might be, utilize that time to truly learn dependence on God, to truly give over more of your time to God so that he can help deliver you from those situations. And it might not be in the way that you expect it to happen. Uh, in fact, most of the time, it's not going to be in the way that you expect it to happen. And many times, I assume from my experience and from talking to other people, in those situations, it's going to typically take longer than you expect it to take. I can't imagine that the uh, Israelites were thinking 40 years in the desert, but they had to take it day by day, depend on God, and God provided them with food and provided them the way into the promised land from there. So if you're going through those difficult times in your business where things just aren't going the way that you think that they should be, and you feel like you're supposed to be having success by now or whatever it might be, or you're going through tough times in your personal life, your spiritual life, those times when you just feel separated from God, you feel separated from the world, you feel alone and isolated, and just like everything isn't going the way that you expected it to go, those are the times to really lean into God because he might be using that as a way to draw you closer to him into a bigger relationship with him. Because whenever you get to the promised land, whenever you do get those results that ultimately you're hoping to get, you're praying to get, you're continually striving to get with God's help, eventually if you get there and you haven't relied on God, then you're going to begin to think that this was all by your own power. When God is the one that provides the wealth, God is the one that provides the promised land. I'm trying to find the verse real quick before I forget about it. Yeah, Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. It's not, he's giving you the power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now, that was specifically to the people of Israel, but still, it is not your power to get wealth. It is he, God, that gives you the power to get wealth. So, if you've gotten to the place where you're getting successful and you haven't gone through the training, through the struggles, and relied on God through the struggles, eventually, if you do get success and you do start making money or things start to change in your life, you're going to start essentially glorifying yourself, glorifying the things that you've done to get there. And that's not the point. The point is God wants you to rely on him during the tough times, during the struggles, during the grind of whatever it is that you're going through in your business and your life. And then after that point, when you get to the promised land, when you get to the results that you know, ultimately you feel better and you feel more complete. You feel like things are going well. That's when you also need to continually rely on God. Be careful, beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. And then it says, if you forget the Lord, your God, at this point, when you've gotten the success and you go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Pride cometh before the fall, right? So be careful in those moments. And also realize too, that while you're going through these struggles, and I think for me anyway, as I maybe launch new businesses or new projects, I, I deal with the fear of what if this doesn't go the way that I expect it to go. And a lot of times I notice that many Christians, including myself, will place all of their faith in the outcome of a situation. 
They're going to place all of their faith in, okay, God, I'm going to lean on you. I'm going to rely on you in this, this hard season of life. And if it doesn't turn out in this perfectly picture-perfect way, if it doesn't turn out in the way that I expect it to turn out, if it doesn't, you know, if I don't become successful or if I don't, you know, lose whatever this is, or if this result doesn't happen, then it's going to affect my faith. And you have to be careful to not allow that to happen. It's very easy to say, okay, God, I'm going to rely on you in this situation and through this season. But if it doesn't happen like this, then that could potentially affect my faith. I notice, like I said, many Christians place all of their faith in the outcome of a situation. And instead of trusting God and going for what they feel they should do, they get scared that if they leap for God to catch them, he won't place them exactly where they thought they'd go. And it's going to affect their faith because they didn't get what they expected. So many times, whenever you're going through these hard seasons and you're trying to figure out how do I push forward, how do I rely on God to get me to get me out of debt, to get me out of this addiction, to get me uh, healthy, to get me wherever it is, I see a lot of people give up on those things that God wants them to pursue, those things where God wants them to lean on Him through the desert, the forty years, right? to lean on him through those moments, people give up because they want to take the matters into their own hands. They ultimately have the pride of wanting to say, okay, it's my hands. It's under my control. And you know what? Instead of trusting in God fully and completely to take me wherever it is that he wants to take me, I'm going to just give up on this fight. I'm going to give up on this business. I'm going to give up on financial independence or whatever it might be because I'd rather take control, give up, fail essentially than I would to trust in God and see where he leads me. Because many people place their faith in God on dependent on the outcome of a situation. And I, I'm not saying that's, you know, something that shame on you, right? Because that happens. It's easy to happen. I've done it where you're thinking, okay, God, I really need this specific thing to happen in this way. And then it doesn't. And you start thinking, well, you know, should I even believe this way? Or, you know, did I really hear God at this moment? But it's not, we're not supposed to place our faith in the outcome of situation. We're supposed to place our faith in God and God alone, in in the salvation that we are promised, in the process that he's taking us through. In the whole chapter of Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 20, As we read through it, God brought them through the wilderness, through the desert for a reason, to get them dependent on him, because he knew what was coming up was a season of wealth and prosperity and ultimately having all the food that that they'd need to live and survive and flourish. And he knew that if they didn't go through this season, this desert, that they wouldn't rely on him completely and they would say it was from their hands. And ultimately, you see that throughout the Bible, that that ends up being what actually happens is they continually try to take matters into their own hands and they go after other gods and serve them and worship them. But what we need to be careful of as business owners, as entrepreneurs, especially with entrepreneurship, the ability to create wealth and and get wealth, we have to remember it is not our money, that it is the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. It's not by our power or the might of our hand that we've gotten this wealth. So a couple of things, I feel like I've bounced around 
a little bit. If you're going through a tough season right now, utilize that time to depend on God, to grow in your relationship with God, to continually push forward in reading your Bible, praying regularly, surrendering every second to him, learning whatever you can about your relationship with God, because I guarantee you that the next season of your life, whether it's success or it's still, it's just a longer struggle, whatever it might be, but I guarantee you that is not time wasted, that you will be spending time with God for a reason and for a purpose. Because if you do get the results you want, you do get the success that you want, that God's placed on your heart and you haven't relied on him, well, it's super easy to continually not rely on him and to think that you are greater, that you created the wealth, that you had the power to do it and that he didn't give it to you. So make sure to start relying on him in this difficult season. For those of you that are in great seasons right now, that are in the time of of just celebration and and in a period of just making money or uh, health or great relationships or whatever it might be, take the time to thank God and realize that all of that has come from him, that it is his power to get you that wealth, that it's his power to get you to wherever it is that you're going, wherever it is that you are currently. And then lastly, in your faith, be careful that as you're going through tough times, or even if you're in good times, be careful to not place all of your faith in the outcome of a specific situation, in the results of a situation, to be the picture-perfect way that you want it to be, or to continue down the same path that you want it to go. Place your faith in the process that God is trying to bring you through, because if you become outcome-dependent, then that can harm your faith in God in a lot of ways. If you start depending on a specific direction or specific thing that you want to see happen, instead of being process dependent on everything that God is calling you to learn during those days, to not plan your ways, to not focus on what's going to happen in five years from now or a year from now, but to focus on the day-to-day process of growing closer to God. Ultimately, I think a lot of the laws in the Old Testament were there to help them learn the process that needs to be taken to depend on God day to day for those things, not to have them looking five years out or a year out. So hopefully this helped you. Hopefully this blessed you today. Um, I know that there was a lot there, and so I hope I covered it properly. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please post them in the Facebook group at Biblical Business Leaders. If you search that, you can find it if you aren't in there yet. Uh, Please post a review on Apple Podcasts and download, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you listen to. It really helps helps me out. It helps spread the message of of the, uh, the podcast more and helps the rankings a little bit. So I just thank you all for listening to this, and I encourage you. Uh, to really take the time this week to figure out kind of where you're at in your season, uh, what season you're in. You probably already know that whenever you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I'm in this struggle or I'm in this uh, positive season. But also take a look at what your dependence is on, uh, whether it's on God in the process or whether it's on the outcome of whatever you want to see. And uh, just be very careful to examine that And I guess I'm giving you some homework this week to look at what your dependence is on. And I encourage you that you pray to uh, be process dependent on God and not outcome dependent on whatever situation it is that you want to see come to fruition. So thank you everybody for listening, uh, praying for you. 
And I hope that you all have a blessed week. Uh, Be blessed and uh, be a blessing to everyone else around you. Thank you. Thank you.